0: The Phillies win today 7-6, and they are now 1-0 up on the Braves. Game two tomorrow, Wheeler against Kyle Wright. The Phillies right now are the favorites to win the National League Division Series. I, I-, I can't believe we're here, but two weeks ago this team got swept by the Cubs in Chicago. You know what I was listening to two weeks ago after the Cubs sweep at Chicago? I was listening to the High Hopes podcast because I knew those guys were as upset as anybody else, and now they're with us and probably as happy as anybody else. James Seltzer, Jack Fritz with us. Jack, the Phillies are up 1-0 on the Braves in the NLDS. Your reaction after today? I just can't believe that Joe Bach's not
1: going to call the World Series if the Phillies are in. Like, <laughs> we've waited so long to hear Joe Buck call, and they honestly Joe, like, You and I are big Joe Buck fans, Seltzer. I think you're a Joe Buck fan. I'm sure you're a Joe Buck fan because you appreciate greatness. But think about, like, the awfulness he was going through at that point with the Harris situation. we got to cook Joe Buck. And the second the Phil's going to get back to the World Series, he he moves on to another network. So that's where I'm at tonight, Joe.
0: So, James, we've we've moved past the Braves, past the Dodgers. We're in the World Series now, and we don't like Joe Davis compared to Joe Buck. Is that right? Yeah, well, we uh, – look, first
2: and foremost, what an upgrade from Michael K. I
0: I mean, that, that's Oh, Joe sure. Davis is ten times better than <laughs> Michael K. Uh,
2: ten times isn't putting it enough. A hundred times, maybe a thousand times. But, yeah, Jack's so, uh, – you know, talking about the IOS podcast, we just recorded one, and Jack's already calling them the team of destiny. Nice. So, yes, yes, he is totally past all of it. Who's thinking? You know, Jack Fritz, you know, person, man – who is always very rational, very logical when it comes to the Phillies never living and dying and overreacting to everything that's happening, would be like over the moon right now. I'm I'm shocked.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, we're floored. We're all floored right now. But here's something, I, Jack. I actually am floored about. Nick Castellanos looked like a living, breathing, good baseball player today. Three hits, three runs batted in, and I'm driving in, and I'm listening to the ninth inning, and I'm screaming to myself in the car like, "Why isn't Dalton Guthrie on the field? Why is Castellanos still out there? He's going to cost him the game defensively, and then he makes the catch of his of his probably of his career, but certainly since he got here. I I just like I can't believe Castellanos was good today. He Hasn't been good as a Philly yet.
1: Well, much like Franski in LA like to say, right around what seven oh eight on most broadcasts, right on time. Yes. I mean, it, <laughs> took, it took him one hundred and sixty two and a whole playoff series on the road where he was him and Reese were kind of like the uh the the group project members that didn't do anything but got an A. Um, and yeah, I mean. It was the first time all year where I actually felt like he looked like an intimidating presence at the plate, like the guy that we had seen for the last decade. That any big moment, it's like, oh, he's going to get a big hit here because he always gets a backbreaking hit. Like that was the first time I saw that guy. Um, so, and and he seems like a guy that when he gets confident, if he gets on a roll. I, I think we could be in, in in the midst of a of a good Castellanos run here, and I, I can't wait for it.
0: Yeah, James, first time in his Phillies career he had three hits and three runs batted in. He didn't do that once the entire season, which, I mean, it's crazy because he's a guy that gets a lot of hits and he drives in a lot of runs. The first time all year, I guess better late than never for Nick?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, to your point, a guy who had 309 with 34 home runs last year and, you know, has been a consistent hitter for years now and then all of a sudden falls apart. And But here's the thing, to the point about, you know, Right now, this moment, you know, he has such a unique opportunity in front of him. He's someone who was a big money signing who comes in and was a, uh, you know, disaster. Let's call it like it was compared to what we expected, compared to what he's making, a disaster this season for the Phillies. But, but with someone who has four years left on his contract, he has the chance, a really unique opportunity to totally change the narrative. And if he can continue to do this, and he's already doing it, I mean, today alone is is a big help. But if he can be a factor in them winning postseason series, like, no one's going to care. It's all good. We don't care that you've batted 260 or whatever with 13 home runs somehow. Like, forget about it, man. You're a postseason hero. Like, it is a really unique opportunity. You don't really see that that often when this big-time money player comes in and has a horrible year, but then kind of, you know, validates it in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jack, what James just said there about, you know, th- changing the story, changing the narrative, I feel like that's this team right now. I mean, Nola on Saturday and what he did against the Astros last Monday, Castellanos now, I mean, like all these guys, right? Like Eflin's career is changing. I know today was difficult for him. In, <laughs> but like the Phillies two weeks ago, I think if you asked anyone, what are they? People would have said they're losers, right? They got swept by the Cubs and now they're two wins away from the NLCS. I, I can't think of a team that in, in a couple, you know, in a week maybe has changed what people think about them like this right now.
1: Yeah. And, and this, this is probably unprofessional of me, but when has that ever stopped me?
0: Um, I mean, I had to listen to
1: you on a whole drive home saying, I hope they don't make the playoff. (laughs) I mean, it was, it was egregious. And at this point, I hope you – did did you get the crow that I delivered? Um, Because I think you need to eat some. It's ridiculous. I mean, sure, you're on a heater with your quarterback take. But this is a big old cold pick. I don't care if it's the MVP this year. It is – it has been an unbelievable turn. And you weren't the only one, and a lot of people weren't the only one. Like, the camera every midday show is like, this is is Mickey Mouse, this is Phony, whatever. And now people are – starting. like, the second they made the playoffs, it was – we're back. We're going to beat the Cardinals, and we're going to go out a run. No one talks themselves into baseball, uh, I feel like, as quick as this city. And they really do have a chance here to change the narr- narrative of, uh, about them. I mean, Aaron Nola went from I can't trust in the big game to, to uh, clinching a div- clinching a playoff spot to going uh, six shutout in a playoff game on the road in a, in, a, in a clinching game. Like, it is just insane. And it's about time. Like, it's about time you're learning about – the makeup of these guys, and if you can trust them in big spots, and the interesting part of this whole thing is, like, how much of this do you factor into the off season? I mean, Segura is a free agent. Do you bring him back, and do you kind of, you know, turn your nose up a little bit at the Trey Turner idea? I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to say no to, but these guys are having special moments in big games, and there's a special feel to this team. How much is real versus how much isn't?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I went, it t- took me 10 days to say I don't want them to make the playoffs. So I'm sitting there Saturday saying, you know, Nola kind of reminds me of Madison Bumgarner in a big moment. It's just pitching great. <laughs> 10 days yeah. later, James, I- I'm all in. It, um, it's crazy right now because they won today, James, without their better pitchers going. Like t- today just felt so big for the swing in this series because now they have Wheeler and Nola. It feels like, I know it's just 1 0, but it just feels like they're in a big advantage in this moment. Yeah, I mean, obviously,
2: they're in a massive advantage. They, I mean, they were in an advantage if they just win one in Atlanta, and they won one and have Wheeler and Nola coming up next. I mean, they are, you know, that was the formula, right? That's why you come into the playoffs saying, you know what, anything can happen because you got Wheeler and Nola pitching two games in, in a longer series, four games. Like, those dudes can win any game they start against anyone in the league, and we've seen that already in, you know, their first two starts, especially with how, how good Nola's been. Yeah, I mean, it's – and look, baseball, we all know every year, like the the playoffs are are random and chaos. Like stuff happens. An 88-win Braves team won the World Series last year because they were the team – that had the most swag and the most attitude and believed in themselves the most, and just went out and like kicked butt every night. Like they, they, you know, they were not the most talented team. They weren't as good as the hundred and whatever win Dodgers team they beat. You know, just like if the Phillies get through this and can finish this out against a more talented, or if nothing else, not necessarily more talented, but a, a, a higher performing Braves team, they're going to have to go against a more talented and higher performing Dodgers team. But but this is not like a Mickey mouse to Jack's point before. Like they, they were an 87 win team that has a ton of talent. Like they have the what? six, six highest, you know, payroll in baseball. It's not like there, there aren't guys here who have had real success at the major league level. And we're seeing these guys start to come through Harper. We haven't mentioned him another narrative where this guy has been so bad since coming back from the injury. And then at the playoffs start and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, there's Bryce Harper again, you know? So it does have a special feel so far, and obviously we're only three games in, but it has a special feel, and it is a talented group of guys that can beat any other team on any given night. and. And the baseball playoffs, sometimes that just happens, and a team makes a crazy
0: run. We're talking to Jack Fritz and James Seltzer, High Hopes podcast, joining the show after a Phillies win today, seven six over the Braves. All right, let's let's talk about some of those guys, that the talent, the the most talented guys. In this team, Jack. I think I saw you tweeted earlier. Like if if Bryce is back and Sir Anthony is back, it changes things here, right? It's like right, it's like a full team effort sure. right now, but. You, at some point, every team that wins a championship or goes far, like they need their best players to just get hot or play well. This is—I mean, I haven't seen Bryce Harper pull a ball like he pulled on Saturday since June, right before he broke his thumb, and that—that that looked different. And then he had three more hits today. Is, is Bryce back? Yeah, I think
1: he is, and I, it's not even the pulling of the ball. Like I—I kind of thought it was like, okay, he got a meatball right down the middle and didn't miss it. Like, good job. But the, the the hits today, that's when you know Bryce is at his best. When he's thinking center, uh, left center field, he's a lefty. Um, it was the first at bat, that first hit he got. And I was like, okay, he's back. He's locked in. Um, and they hit the ball later that I, honestly, I thought I was going to get out um, and, and didn't. But it, it, when he's going right, he is thinking center field. And that was the best he has looked. But, you know, I thought it was funny because Tucker, like, spurned it on you mid-segment on the drive home, like, Who's been the best player so far in the in the in the playoffs? And you can't you can't name one. I mean, that's how good this run has been. But if you get Bryce Harper having a big playoff moment, um, which he didn't really have then on Washington, I mean he had the big homer um against the Giants, if I remember correctly. But other than that, like he doesn't have a postseason moment. And I think today it was like, okay, the Phillies already a good team, might have gotten their best player back and might have got the best hitter in the national league back, and that is Scary for opposing
0: teams. Yeah, it's it's gigantic, James. And then the Sir Anthony thing. I mean, the way he pitched today, we hadn't we haven't seen that once since he came back. Like he's had a couple clean innings here and there. His velocity is okay, but two innings, eighteen pitches, it, it just looked like he was toying with the Braves today.
2: I I mean, honestly, I mean, especially considering the circumstances and who he was facing, I think it's the best he's looked all season. You know, and it was after a stretch of what, like eight appearances with like an 11 and a half ERA or something like that. I mean, he had been really struggling and didn't look like the same guy. And, you know, obviously the outing in St. Louis, that was a big spot going up in Serenato and Goldschmidt. But like in this game today, he was just, I mean, it was dirty. Like it was really nasty stuff. And, you know, I think... Between him and Alvarado, obviously, Eflin, today, that was concerning. I think you know, you have to, to – I know it's been a nice story, and I I you know, think it's been poetic the, the way that Nola closed out the – the or open the, the clincher to make the playoffs and Eflin closed it out. And it's been a really cool thing and all that. But, you know, I think, you know, you've got to put Sir Anthony at the back end or Alvarado or those two. I mean, those two guys are the – by far the two guys you can trust right now. And, and Sir Anthony gives you two guys who can be devastating out of the bullpen with him and Alvarado. And, and you know, with Wheeler and Nola, you know, obviously questions about the other starters. But with Wheeler and Nola, I mean, that could be a, a dynamite formula to win games every time those guys go out
0: there. Yeah, let's get to the concerns because at some point they're, they're going to become a thing and we're not just going to have a win every game in the postseason. They're probably going to lose a game, I, I think, at some point. During October here. Jack, Reese Hoskins had a hit today, uh, which was uh, a pleasant thing to see. But he's still about two for his last 35 or whatever now, dating back to a couple weeks ago. Do you think they should move him down from the two spot? And if they do it, who should go up? If they do it, uh, I guess I would put Boehm there.
1: Um, but at this point, like I know they've been struggling up there. But the team's winning. I mean, they're 3-0 and in the postseason. So I, it stinks, it's frustrating, but maybe everyone else feels comfortable where they are, and maybe that's more important at this point. Um, I actually thought Hoskins had three good swings today. I mean, he hit, the first thing he hit the ball almost to the warning track that he just got on her a little bit. Uh, the second at bat, he smoked the ball right at Riley, which is good, and then he got the hit third at bat. So hopefully he's turning a corner. And Schwarber, like, I'm just never that worried about Schwarber. Like, it feels like when everyone starts panicking about him, it's like, oh, there's a back-breaking home run. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm just not like it's not, it's really not a big concern for me. I, I don't love having two strikeout guys. One, two, I, especially because young guys get on, you know, first and third, one out, whatever. You know, having strikeout guys isn't the best thing in the world. But at the same time, like they're three and zero in the in the postseason, and I just wouldn't mess that up right now. Even though they're not going the greatest,
0: James, what do you think? Hoskins in the two hole. You want him still there? Or you want to move him down? Yeah, I just agree
2: with Jack. At this point, you're winning games. The vibes are great. Like, that's the thing that sticks out to me the most with this team, uh, you know, over these first three games. And I think it really kind of showed itself in that ninth inning. And, you know, they were, yes, the Cardinals made mistakes, but they were the looser team, the team that was more prepared to take advantage of mistakes, more prepared to close it out, more prepared to get out a 2 nothing win. The next night they did what the Cardinals couldn't. And, and today, again, you know, obviously until the very end when it got a little shaky I just think this team has a really you know really good energy you know like a really good vibe going right now and I think there's something to the culture I think there's something to what Thompson's kind of brought after I mean clearly we all heard all the quotes with the top stuff I mean they hated Girardi like they hated that guy and I think with him gone Thompson and is- you know what they're doing right now and all these guys who've never been in the playoffs and never had these opportunities and it it just feels like there's something special with this group right now and the the group together from a chemistry perspective and i i just wouldn't mess with anything like that like you know obviously the efflin thing is that's a you, you know you'd be messing with something to move them out of the closer role but i mean that seems like a pretty easy decision i don't think that influences you as much as the lineup which is you know every time through and multiple times throughout the game. And it's only affecting, you know, two people at the end as opposed to multiple. So I'm with Jack. I, I Look, if they start to lose and, and he's still struggling, maybe you do something to mix it up. But for now, I wouldn't.
0: All right, let's go to – the. you mentioned Topper. Jack, James mentioned Topper here. I think the biggest decisions of his season are coming up, unless they sweep, which would be amazing. But if we get to four and five – Who's going to pitch those games? So four is guessing is some something of Falter, Gibson, or Syndergaard. But then game five, Jack, if they go back to Atlanta for game five, would you run Ranger back out there after today? And he stunk against Houston his last throw of the regular season. And then we had some callers asking tonight about Wheeler on three days rest. He's never done it. I, I doubt they would ask him to do that. But what are you thinking if we get to game five? Would you give the ball back to Ranger?
1: No, I'm giving it to Wheeler. I'm I'm giving it to Wheeler. I don't care if he's never done it before. I, like CeCe had never done it before until two thousand eight and his run was insane. So um I think Zach knows that at this point, um, it's time that you've gotta kinda of do things he's never done before. Zach Zach Epple's never closed a baseball game until Monday. You know, it's like two Mondays ago. And now he's had what? Uh four straight closing appearances and today was in a state situation that turned into a state situation. Um, which wasn't great. But at the same time, like they essentially gave Zach Wheeler a month off in the middle of the playoff race. And I don't know how hurt he was or it, if it was just like, a, hey, we're going to do this and, and make sure you're good for the playoffs." He's got a, a relatively fresh arm. And I know he hasn't done it before, but I thought his last start, you know, he's back up to 99. He's clearly jacked up and fired up to be out there. I, I'm giving the ball to Zach Wheeler. I'm making sure that I give myself the best chance to get to, get to the NLCS. And if we lose, we lose. And I'm going down... With my best on the mound, not Rangers Suarez.
0: Manager James Seltzer, who's getting the ball in four and five? Yeah, I, I I feel like I'm just parroting Jack, but I think he's right.
2: I have Four for me, it's Falter. I, I just think he's been the, the best most consistently of the guys. Look, I, it's certainly not Gibson, right? <laughs> please, no. Please, I, I can't. I can't uh, do please that. Please, no. I don't know what Topper's going to do, but please, no. It should not be Gibson. It's between Syndergaard and Falter for me, and I would go with Falter and I'm a hundred percent with Jack on, on Wheeler in game five, you know, look, he's, he's your dude. He's your ace. He's the guy who should have won the Cy Young last year. And, you know, to Jack's point, I thought that was a really good point about the fresh arm. And again, sometimes you just got to do things you don't normally do. And look, you have Ranger ready to go. Rangers pushed, pitch out the bullpen before maybe there's less pressure on him, not starting the game. If they need him, if Wheeler can't go too long or whatever, maybe a, you know, use Ranger in that situation. But I, I certainly can't start Ranger in that game after today. And, you know, for me, I'm starting Falter in four and Wheeler in five if that
0: All right. I know we have a game before we get there, but I'm sure you guys have talked about it on the podcast. I'm sure you've thought about it, Jack. I know you've probably been thinking about it since Saturday night when they got to this round. How just t- tell me what you're thinking. How excited are you to watch and be part of that atmosphere on Friday, Jack, at Citizens Bank Park? a sold out crowd, a playoff game, rally towels which just make the whole thing better. What what do you think like have you stopped thinking about what Friday's going to be like? Dude, I honestly
1: I forgot there's a game tomorrow. <laughs> I really did. Like as soon as they won today, I was like if they win tomorrow that's great, but like just get me to 437 on Friday. Like I I I can't wait. Um uh, you know, I know the people that listen, the people that know me, they're surprised to know that I didn't go to one game during the run from 07 to 11. Uh, so I gotta make up for some lost time because I didn't think I'd have to wait, um, 11 years to have to go to a postseason game, but we are here. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I can't wait to experience it. I mean, it's interesting because whenever I go to a baseball game, I feel like I'm not as locked in, but also like this is the postseason. You're going to be locked in on every pitch I and mean, we hang on every pitch. Um, I hope they find a way to play dancing on my own. <laughs> so that the whole crowd can sing along to it, I think that'd just be a special moment for everyone involved. Um, I, I could not be more disappointed that it will not be
0: the white rally towels. That is a soul crusher, an absolute soul crusher. Yeah, when did that change? Because uh, it used to, obviously it used to be the the white ones. Yeah, I, I
1: I blame Jay Bruce, and I don't know if it's totally his fault, but <laughs> when he lost when he lost the ball in the in the in the in the whatever the lights in 2010 maybe they could blame it on the rally tiles now, but Tucker made a good point. I mean, this could have happened time in the last 11 years. <laughs> totally and we would, nice. no <laughs> we would have had no idea. No idea. So, um, I can't wait. It's going to be incredible. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it, it's been far too long. And the, the I, I can't wait to rewatch it just to see how awesome it's going to look.
0: James, when was the last playoff game you were at? Did you go in 11 or oh, was it no. before that? Oh, no. That's a bad answer. Um, oh, no. Yeah,
1: it's not great. I was
2: at the, the last one prior. I was at the uh, the Ryan Howard Achilles okay. game. Okay. Yeah, but I went to a ton during that round. I was at a World Series game. I went to a World Series game in 93 with my dad, too. So I've definitely gotten the opportunity to be down for some of them. I'm really excited for Jack. I mean, you know how freaking, you know way over the top he is about the Phillies. We all know it. Um, yeah, I can't believe he's never been to a Phillies playoff game. I, I think that, you know, I think it's going to be a really awesome experience. So it's going to be amazing just seeing it, seeing the people back there. I mean, honestly, it's kind of one of the things we talked about from the beginning. Like everyone was like, oh, you know, they made the the wild card round, but I just, I just want them to be back in citizens bank park. Can it even be red October? If they don't play a game, at Citizens bank park. And now like, they're coming back at worst in a tied series against Braves. like no matter what happens tomorrow they will have a chance to close it out in two games at at citizens bank park and i mean that's freaking awesome man it's freaking awesome especially your point you made at the beginning of this this call like earlier that you know uh, they're just like two weeks ago we all like hated them and we were all like furious that for the fifth year in a row or whatever they were breaking our hearts and it was the worst of all of them and then they 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 just found some magic man and and there's going to be playoff games at citizens bank park and I, i honestly think that might be the most magical part of this whole thing that has already been magical for three games
0: yeah, and the cool part is, I know you guys always talk about it on the, on the podcast, like you, you want the city to buy in again. That, that, that's like the, the goal, right? everyone, Like everyone at that stadium on Friday has bought back in. They bought tickets. Like literally they bought back in, and they're not cheap tickets. People there believe. Like they want to go watch this team in a big game. By the way, Tucker looked it up. Uh, the, the white rally towel was banned in 2016. We've, <laughs> we've been blacked out for six years here. We didn't even realize that.
1: It's not surprising. I mean, we we would have had no idea. Yeah. Again, I mean, 2016, we're still dealing with what Aaron Altair, Nick Williams debates, or oh oh, was that, that might have been that might have been pre that that have been pre Nick Williams. I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, it was. I think
2: it was. Yeah, I think I blocked out it, during the whole 2016. Yeah,
0: yeah 2016 is a blur. 2017,
2: they won 66 games in 2017. So 2016,
1: 2017,
2: was dark years. Like 20, 2017, at least Reese came up at the or at least Rees came up at the end, but like. Man, 2016—that's dark stuff.
0: Yeah, that's—I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look up the roster quickly here. Yeah, M- McCannon's well, managing the team. Cameron Rupp. I mean, Cameron Cameron Rupp 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 would catcher. be there. Cesar would be there. Jeremy Hellickson started opening day. Can you guys? Yep, can yep. you guys tell me who got the most at bats in the corner outfield spots? This is a big test for this. Uh, team. Tyler Goodell in left. No, was
2: it was he that many? Jeez. no,
0: it wasn't Goodell. No, uh, <laughs> his names no, are unbelievable. My God.
2: I feel like I've tried to like block this out as much as possible. I mean, Oduble would have been in center, so he Michael would have
0: Saunders. Visited. So the, 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 when you he go to hurt too quick. When you go to baseball reference and you look at their left and right fielder for that season, it's Cody Ashy in left and Peter wow. Borjos in right. Wow. Wow. I Dude, feel like wasn't maybe, Peter Borges- maybe
2: we could have gotten Borges. There's no way
0: we were getting
1: Kodiadji and left much less. Wow. Wasn't – weren't the Angels worried about Peter Borges when bringing
0: up Mike Trout? Oh, I think man. you're right, yes. And that did not work out well for them at, at all.
2: <laughs> God, we had some tough times, man. It, 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 but that's also what makes this whole thing so, like, special. I feel like in that first game back in, in St. Louis, like – you felt all 11 years you felt the weight like it was not just you know playoff baseball intense like that might be the most intense baseball game I've ever watched in my life just because it's been so long since it happened um I think that just you know adds and and part of the reason why the games at Susan Bank are going to be so special it just adds I think you know I wouldn't ever want to wait 11 years again don't do it again Phillies but I do think that since we did, it does make it more special.
0: Yeah, sometimes you have to sit through 92 games of Tyler Goodell hitting 190 to make you appreciate it all.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. wow. Yeah, wow. He stopped.
0: Yeah, he was terrible. All right, guys, I appreciate you hopping on. Is the new uh, High Hopes podcast episode out? Yes. All right, everyone go that? check it out. High Hopes podcast, Jack Fritz and James Seltzer. Have a good night. I'm sure we'll talk again this week as the Phillies – maybe move their way towards the NLCS. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jack. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, James. See you, buddy. There he goes. James Fritz, Jack, James Seltzer and Jack Fritz. I combine their names.